السلام على الموؤوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have seen and witnessed the end of the month of Ramadan and most of us inshallah or all of us were able to fast the month of Ramadan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from all of us and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from uh, going back to the degenerated uh, situation. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our brothers and sisters uh, there in Palestine and wherever a Muslim is suffering from the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liberate them and show us the day uh, these people are going to leave our own territory and go back to where they came from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them first and foremost and may Allah protect us from their evil uh, attitude. So uh, inshallah what happened uh, in this uh, class of ours, I decided instead of just uh, stopping uh, the tafsir to finish uh, the surah. Uh, and then we go back to Adda'wa inshallah ta'ala. So I will take this class and the class tomorrow and also uh, the class on Thursday. And uh, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wish we finish, which I doubt, but if we did not finish, then we take Monday. Inshallah, I guess four classes will be enough for us to be done with the, with the, with the story of uh, Musa and Dhuqa uh, Nain, peace and light So we were reading the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam found in both Sahihain or Sahih Bukhari. Uh, that's the narration we were reading. And uh, we reached the place where Musa alayhi salam uh, met Khidr and uh, he told Khidr uh, uh, that I'm here to learn from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted you of knowledge. So at first you have heard that when Musa met him sallam alayhi, Musa fakashafa an wajhi wa qalahar bi ardin min salami. Uh, so uh, Khidr was Musajjan uh, bithawbin ilahu and he covers himself you cannot see his head he bent his head and put uh, the cloth on top of him so uh, you don't know who he is unless if he uh, uncovers his face but Musa already knew that this is the man because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَحَيْثُمَا فَقَدْتَ الْحُوتَ فَثَمَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that wherever you uh, I mean uh, miss the the samak the the fish then the man should be should be in that place so when he went back to the place where they miss the the samak they know that whatever they found in that place should be the one who they are looking for so he said salam to him and then uh, the man looked at him and said anna bi ardika salam in his salam in this place and uh, also he asked him who are you musa said ana musa qala musa bani israel he said you mean musa from bani israel he said, yes, that's the one. So he told him, how can I help you? And he, how can I help you? So uh, when uh, Khidr told him this, Musa told him what brought him to the place. He said, I'm here to learn from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted you of, of knowledge. So he said, uh, uh, you cannot be patient. How is it possible for you to be patient? You know, uh, with something that you are not told about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not tell you about what I know from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you don't know about it. So from here he is indicating that you are going to be seeing things which are strange 
how is it possible for you to be a patient uh, uh, seeing these things which you don't have knowledge of? And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I talk about this important lesson that we have to uh, grasp from here. You know, that the more you, you know about something, the more you are patient in staying with that thing. If you don't understand that person, you're going to be engaging in trying to help and benefit him doing something which he doesn't like. So that's why one of the first thing to be done in any relationship between you and somebody, whether it is the relationship between the, uh, the spouses, you know, or the relationship between the spouses and the, the, the children, you know, or the relationship between the father and the son or the mother and the son, you know, daughter and the father and the mother, you know, any relationship or this is just general relationship between you and others, classmates, friends, you know, whoever, if you want to succeed in that relationship and to have a good, you know, connection between you and that person, you really need to know the nature of that person, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he wants, what he doesn't want, and then you act upon that. You will be engaging in doing things which you believe he wants because you know that he wants them, and things he doesn't like, you're going to stay away from them, and then you living with him will last longer. That's why they said is very important for a relationship to succeed. You know, understanding that the nature of uh, others, you know, is one of the, the key to success in uh, any relationship with, with others. <coughs> uh, let them stay at home. So, uh, so Musa uh, was told by Khidr, كَيْفَ عَلَى مَا لَمْ how is it possible for you to be patient uh, uh, with something that you don't know, you have no knowledge uh, about? Okay. So uh, Musa said, uh, He said, You cannot be patient with me. Musa said, Inshallah, you will find me patient and I will not disobey anything that comes from you. You know, so this is general. He said, I will never go against your statement. This is general. general. You know, things which could be tolerated. You know, if you do things which uh, I can tolerate, I will not reject and I will not deny. But if you are to bring things which I cannot tolerate, I will definitely reject them. And that's what happened exactly. <laughs> because in the Sharia of Musa, those things are rejected actually. You know, especially killing the boy, which we are going to see, is not acceptable, you know, in the Sharia of Musa So Musa said, Satajiduni inshallah sabira. So you're going to find me a patient wala You guys stay at home and nobody should go out. And I will never disobey any command uh, from you. Any command from you, I will not go against it. No. So that was the agreement. Musa told him, I will be patient. So Khidr uh, told him, no problem, but I have a condition. You know, if you want to follow me, you insist that you can be patient, then I have a condition. You said, You are saying, uh, uh, So Khidr told him, if you insist to follow me, you know, my condition is very simple. If you agree to follow me and you insist that you are going to follow me, 
and you believe you will not go against my command, you know, it says then, don't you ever ask me about anything. Don't argue. Whatever you see from me, just take it. You know, that's my condition. You're not supposed to say why to me. You wait first until I tell you about, about it, you know. You know, you see, it's a very simple condition, but uh, based on what we have seen, you know, subhanAllah, Musa was not able to be uh, patient, you know. Why? Because according to the principles Musa has, those things are unacceptable. He cannot accept them, he cannot keep quiet, you know. He said, don't ask him about anything. You know, in the previously mentioned uh, statement, he says, So if there is somebody who's taking a lead, you know, one of the keys to uh, success in uh, living with him and making achievement in that uh, movement is patience from the subordinate, you know. And the same goes to the issue uh, with living with the leaders. The Prophet ﷺ indicated long ago that you will be seeing things which you reject and you don't agree with. You will be seeing things which are injustice and unfair, you know, against you. You know, your right will be taken sometimes and given to others. The Prophet ﷺ indicated this from, uh, I mean, uh, from himself that it is going to happen in the future that the leaders will be treating us in this, in this way. They said, Ya Rasulullahi, Why can't we fight them with sword? The Prophet said, No. He said, Don't do that. Don't go against them. You know, as long as prayer is being established among you, as long as you are able to pray, they do not stop you to pray. You know, the Prophet said, Don't go against. Because there is no way for a person to uh, deprive others from praying except if that person is away from the faith. Yeah, that's, that's it. Unless if that is maslaha, you know. Uh, maslaha in going to the masjid alone, you know. If that is this maslaha, and uh, just leave it between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a person who says to others, do not pray. Not because of, I mean, there is no even reason for that. He tells him not to pray at all. A Muslim cannot go with this, you know. A Muslim cannot go with this. Depriving a people, I mean a person from praying, so it cannot be from Muslims. So that's one of the conditions for uh, going against the, the leaders. The Prophet said in the Antaro Kufran, but he says, <coughs> uh, the Prophet said we shouldn't go against. So patience is needed. That's why when they said, Ya Rasulullah, we will fight them with sword, he said, No, don't do that. As long as the religion and the prayer is being established among you, you're not supposed to fight. You have to exercise patience. The Prophet said, maximize your patience, 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 you know. So, he says, uh, maximize your patience, you know. So, patience is the key and also obedience, you know. He said, because there is no way, you know, for a leadership to succeed if the subordinate or the members of the community are not obeying. A leader cannot succeed, you know. At the end of the day, he has to use force, you know, to force people to do, and that uh, deficient, because they will only do it out of the fear of him. If he is to disappear, the true picture of those people is going to be exposed. Nobody will, uh, will do it again, you know. And, uh, 
in front of in front of his eyes they will do but away from his eyes there will be others and this is not good for the leaders a leader need to gain the heart of the community you know in which the community knows what to do in the vast majority of the situations they will be waiting for him to suggest and they will do it before he close his mouth that's the most successful leadership any leader that has to force people to do that's a failure that's a failure if you look at the past you know they gained the heart of the people and people preserve the law by themselves you know it doesn't need to bring police and and soldiers and army and all of these things you know the word is enough you know and we have witnessed some examples of uh, this type of leadership even at the very low stage you know but a scholar or a person will be saying uh, something to the community and the community will be obeying in their houses you know he doesn't have authority he doesn't have anything this is supposed to be at the hand of the leaders you know subhanallah that's why they said uh, one of the uh, the, 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 the the scholars uh, visited a place where Harun al-Rashid exists you know Harun al-Rashid you know yes what he has of righteousness and of good things mentioned about him but leaders are leaders you know in the past they have these weaknesses which uh, detach them from the community but it's counted among one of the, the good ones you know somehow so uh, this scholar was visiting the city and uh, the whole city came you know everyone is coming people are rushing you know to meet him so the 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 the, the slave in the house of Harun Rashid or the uh, the wife the Amma that he not wife, yani those, uh, I don't know how to put it, but this milk yami, the slave that he owns, which he has relationship with her, you know, she said, because these, these are acting like wives, you know, so she said, who is this? You know, she said, uh, Rashid, who is this? You know, so he said, this is so and so and so among the scholars of the Muslims, Zara Nadio, visited us today. You know, subhanAllah, she saw the crowd which she never saw when the, when the king is going, you know. So what happened? She was telling him, she said, Hada uh, al mulk, you know, la mulk Harun. She told him, Wallahi, this is the real kingdom, not the kingdom of Harun. Rashid, she's referring to the master himself. So, as a leader, you need to gain the heart of those people who you are having authority over them. As a parent, you need to gain the heart of uh, your children. As a teacher, you need to gain the heart of your, your, your students. And there we go. Uh, anyone who has some people who are under his control, you need to gain their heart. So that your command will be heard and they will take it like Aqidah. They will do it, you know. But unfortunately, in the Muslim community, we like to go with the force first, you know, before the uh, leniency. You know, before gaining heart, before the spiritual approaches. You know. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, when He talks about the message, He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent wisdom first. And uh, wisdom that is based on knowledge and preaching, you know, and using hikmah, you know, leniency and softness and gentleness in terms of and the way you invite people to Islam, you know, that was that was the first thing to be mentioned. And the vast majority of the da'wah of the Prophet is based on this. And then he says, Anzal al Hadid. We send down iron, you know. Hadid is the iron He said we send it down. Why hadid? Because you need uh, you need this. To tackle the issue of the criminals there are some people who leniency will never be enough for them you need to go a bit harshly 
That's where we have the leadership. That's where we have the authority. You know, because scholars cannot bring them back. The community cannot bring them back. But we have the police and we have the soldiers. You know, husband and whether they like or they don't like, they have to come and ab uh, uh, abide by the law to get an idea. So that's the importance of, of the leadership. So please take note on this patience and obedience. Patience and obedience, they are the keys you know, to success in any, any leadership and any movement you are doing. Without patience, uh, you will definitely fail. So he says, in it tabatani falatas anna anshin hatta uhtithaka min dhikra. قَالَ فَانْتَلَقَا إِمْشِيًا عَلَى سَاحِلِ الْبَحَرِ فَمَرَّتْ سَفِينَةٌ فَكَلَّمَهُمْ أَنْ يَحْمِلُوهُ فَعَرَفُوا الْخَاطِرُ فَحَمَلُوهُ عَلَى بِغَيْرِ نَوْلِ وَلَا غَيْرِ نَوْلِ فَلَمَّا رَكِبَ السَّفِينَةَ لَمْ يَفْجَأْ إِلَّا وَالْخَاطِرُ قَدْ قَلَعَ لَوْحًا مِنْ أَلْوَاحِ السَّفِينَةِ بِالْقَدُّ So they went يَمْشِيًا عَلَى سَاحِلِ الْبَحْرِ سَاحِلِ الْبَحْرِ the bank of the sea so they were going uh, following the sea uh, uh, at the shore, you know, they are going on the side of the sea. So, so a ship, you know, a boat uh, passed through them. So they recognize Khadr, you know, because these are uh, the community members. So they rec recognize Khadr, you know. When they recognize Khadr, oh, Sheikh, you are here. Okay, uh, uh, so uh, they offer them, you know, to take them without any 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 compensation I mean without any price you know so since they recognize the Sheikh they want to give him service uh, and he doesn't need to pay for that so they get inside free of charge right after they get inside uh, uh, Musa, before he realized, he just found Khadir cutting some part of the, 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 the ship, you know, breaking some part of it, you know. SubhanAllah. He broke a uh, part of the, the ship. And what, we what will happen if that is broken? It will sink and the people will die. So Musa saw him doing that. So Musa uh, told him, you bring something that is so bad. He, he described it as evil, something that is rejected. But he said, Imra, Imra means the one that the, 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 the evil consequence of it, the result will be including everyone, you know. And the, the same way uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Amarna mutrafiha, I kathernahum. So this word is meaning that something which is uh, very inclusive, comprehensive to include everyone who is found to be in, in, that, in that place. So he told him, and Imra, contrary to Nukra when he was addressing the case of, of the child. So Kharaqaha, Allah says, he broke some part of the, the, the Safina. So, uh, So, so, so Musa told him, He says, you, you destroy the, 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 what do you call the ship? You cut some part of it with the intention of, uh, I mean, killing all of those people, you know, causing them to, to sink in the sea, you know, everyone who is in it. 
Musa would hate because the result is everyone is going to sink and die, you know. So Musa saw that, he says, you just do this intentionally, you know, so that everyone will die. قَالَ أَخَرَكْتَهَا لِتُغْرِقَ أَهَلَهَا لَقَدْ جِئْتَ شَيْئًا إِمْرَأَ قَالَ لَمْ أَقُلْ لَكَ إِنَّكَ لَنْ تَسْتَطِيعَ مَعِيَ صَبْرًا Musa told him, I'm sorry, Khidr told him, Alam akul laka innaka lan tastati amai sabra. Didn't I tell you that you will never be able to be patient with me? SubhanAllah. He told him from the beginning, these are my conditions. You know, these are my conditions. If you agree with them, let's go. If you don't agree with them, then look for something else. Musa said it's okay, he will agree. So this is the first thing he saw, and Musa couldn't be patient. You know, couldn't be patient. Because Khidr already told him, there is no way for you to be patient with something that you don't know is nature. How does it work, you don't know. How are you going to be patient with it? Especially when it goes against the norms, you know. How is it possible for you to be, to be patient? قَالَ إِنَّكَ لَن تَسْتَطِي قَالَ أَلَمَّ أَقُلْ لَكَ إِنَّكَ لَن تَسْتَطِي عَمَائِيَ صَبْرًا قَالَ لَا تُؤَخِذْنِي بِمَا نَسِيتُ وَلَا تُرْحِقْنِي مِنْ أَمْرِ أَسْرًا So, Musa said, I'm very sorry for that. He apologized. He said, لَا تُؤَخِذْنِي بِمَا نَسِيتُ I forgot. And please don't hold me accountable of this forgetfulness. It was out of forgetfulness, so I hope I will not be held responsible. So, Musa apologized. قَالَ وَلَا تُرْحِقْنِي مِنْ أَمْرِ أَسْرًا it's like he is uh, telling him indirectly, but you also then uh, bring things that are so difficult to be tolerated and understood, you know. And then ask, ask me to be patient, you know. Yeah, I'm very sorry for that which happened. But at the same time, you also, please, you shouldn't do things which you know that I might not be able to be, to be patient when I, when I see them, you know. So, he says, I'm very sorry for that, but... Uh, please uh, uh, do things which you know that I can be able to, to tolerate. قَالَ وَلَا تُرْحِقْنِي مِنْ عَمْلِي أُسْرَى قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ فَكَانَتِ الْأُولَى مِنْ مُوسَى نِسْيَانَ So this one happens based on forgetfulness. يعني really Musa forgot that that condition exists. He forgot. Why did he forgot? Because what he sees is his death, you know, collective death that is going to take place, uh, I mean, at the hand of this person. So, and he quickly reminded him, what is this, you know? So Rasulullah said the first one was based on forgetfulness. قَالَ وَجَاءَ عُسْفُورٌ فَنَزَلَ عَلَى حَرْفِ السَّفِينَةِ فَنَقَّرَ فِي الْبَحْرِ نَقْرَةً فَقَالَ لَهُ الْخَذِرِ مَا عِلْمِي وَمَا عِلْمُكَ فِي عِلْمِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا مِثْلَ مَا نَقَصَ مِثْلَ مَا نَقَصَ هَذَا الْعُسْفُورُ مِنَ الْبَحْرِ in some narration, uh, the Prophet wasallam said, while they were sitting on the, inside the, the ship, uh, a bird came, a very small bird. Asfur means a very tiny small bird. When this Asfur uh, came, uh, uh, the Asfur picked up water from the sea. Musa was watching, and Khidr was watching. And then, uh, after that, after the food, the, the bird uh, picked up, uh, uh, I mean, picked the water up and ran away. Khidr looked at Musa and said, Musa, did you see that bird? 
Musa said, yes, I saw it. He said, did you see what it did? He said, yes, I saw that. He said, Musa, this is the lesson that Allah SWT wants Musa to get, you know. The most important lesson that uh, Musa should understand is this. He said, Musa, you saw what the bird did? He said, yes. He said, Ya Musa, innaka ala ilmin min ilmillah, la a'alamuhu ana. Allamaka iyyah la a'alamuhu ana. He said, Ya Musa, you are upon a knowledge from Allah, which Allah taught you, and I do not know. He did not touch, teach me that. SubhanAllah. And he says, Wa ana ala ilmin min ilmillah, la ta'alamuhu ana. And I'm upon a knowledge from Allah, which she don't know. And my knowledge and your knowledge, if we put them together, we consider to be one of the most knowledgeable you know, entities on earth. But if I put my knowledge next to your knowledge, we add them up. You know, and then we compare my knowledge and your knowledge with the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, ours will be so insignificant. The knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be like the sea, and my knowledge and your knowledge will be like what was picked up by the birds. Remember the birds which came and just picked up water and ran away? It says, this is like my knowledge and your knowledge. SubhanAllah. With all this you know, intensive amount of knowledge that Musa has and also Khidr has, you know, but these uh, uh, knowledges, Musa was told by Khidr in comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is just, I mean, it's significant, you know, like something that doesn't exist at all. And wallahi, that's why my dear brothers and sisters, as a student of knowledge, you have to be humble, you know, you really need to be humble. There might be amongst your students somebody who is stronger than you. There might be amongst your students somebody who is stronger than you. They're just humble, you know. You don't know. You don't know. But they're just humble. They stay with you because they enjoy. Your halaqa is uh, improving them, you know. They feel that whenever they come to you, they improved in Iman. That's why they're sitting in that place. But in terms of knowledge, in terms of uh, uh, ability to deliver, they have more better than you, you know. Nowadays in, the, in our system, in our system, you know, in the universities, in some places you can't criticize. I guess this might only exist in the Muslim territory, but in the uh, non-Muslim territory, I think this, uh, when you get into the university, even in the secondary school, a student can talk, you know. But in our, uh, our communities, the door is blocked, you know, the door is blocked. Nobody is allowed to uh, to talk in the presence of the Mudarris. And what is he talking about? You know, as if he's telling everyone that he's the most knowledgeable person and nobody can uh, make comment on that which he says. You know, this is Allah SWT. This is only for Allah. You know, this is only for Allah. Allah is the only one if Rasulullah said to Ubay, Ya Ubay, I skipped ayah so and so and so, where were you? He said, Rasulullah, I was there behind you. He said, why didn't you remind me? The Prophet was asking him, why didn't you remind me? You know, If the Prophet is to pray two rakat, instead of praying four rakat in Asr or Dhuhr prayer, and then somebody went to him and said, Ya Rasulullah, I qasurat salah I'm in a seat. Ya Rasulullah, did Allah reduce the size of the prayer or you forgot? 
He said, no, I do not forget and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not cut down the, the number of the rakat. He says, no, Ya Rasulullah, one of them happened. You know, SubhanAllah. I mean, this is Rasulullah. He said, no, Ya Rasulullah, one of them happened. You know. And the Prophet sallallahu did not tell them, who are you to tell me this? Who are you to tell me this? You know, He did not say this. But he told him, let's go to the people who are in the masjid and check with them. My dear brothers and sisters, this is the religion of Allah. The point is to make it correct. You have to be humble and accept correction, even with the 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 the, 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 the person who is uh, at the age of your grandchild. You know, you should take from him as long as he is right. You are wrong. You should take from him that which is right, and stay away from the wrong. So we have to change this attitude of ours. You know, just because you are big, you're older. Uh, it doesn't mean that nobody can tell you the truth. And also, for the person who is speaking the truth, he has to use wisdom, especially when speaking with the, with the teachers, the mashayikh, he has to use wisdom, you know. Akramakumullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor you. Barakallahu feekum, ya shaykh. Ya shaykh, rafallahu qadrakum. Issues of this nature. You respect first, and then place your questions. You know, I, uh, we have established here you know that this is the the ruling. Don't say you have said. You know some of us when they address the the, the sheikh, they said sheikh you said. You know that's wrong. That's rude actually. That's rude. Although we do it always, you know, but that's rude. You cannot tell your sheikh you said. You can't do that. You tell him we said. You include yourself inside. If he said you said, that means you are not involved. This is his statement. So you tell him we say that this is how it should be done. Uh, 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 however, I I read in a book so and so and so that the Prophet sallallahu did this and that. How do we reconcile between this and that? You know, you see, you put it in a very very nice way. You know, even even if the sheikh is arrogant, you don't give him chance to 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 to, to you know to go against. The correct any attitude, you know. You don't give him chance. He knows that you're mu'addim and you're asking a very legal and valid and genuine uh, question, you know. He will answer. If he doesn't have any answer, he will tell you, inshallah, I'll provide the answer for you in the next class because nobody knows everything, you know. They ask Imam Malik, and you know Imam Malik, who am I who? They ask him about 40 something uh, issues, he answered only a few of them. You know, the vast majority of them he did not. And the man said uh, to him, I'm coming all the way from Morocco to Medina. And then, what would I tell people there? He said, just go and tell them, you ask Imam Malik. And Imam Malik said, he doesn't know. SubhanAllah, nowadays, no, 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 no. Uh, I know everything. You know, whatever you ask, I have the answer. And you cannot tell me I don't know. You know, everything I, I know, you know. So that's why when we are corrected by our students, we get attitude, you know. That's a king's. The humility and humbleness and against the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi, alayhi uh, wasallam. So you get an idea. So this uh, humbleness and understanding that فَوْقَ كُلِّ ذِي عَلْمٍ عَلِيمٍ is very important. This lesson that Musa was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Khidr to learn this lesson is very crucial and important in the life of a believer. Not just the student of knowledge but everyone. You should accept correction from your parent, you should accept correction from your children, you should accept correction from any Muslim in society. Your wife is correcting you, that's excellent. You know, Wallahi, that's excellent. You have a wife who will tell you this is wrong, fix it. You know, that's excellent. 
You don't need a dumb person who will just look at you going in the wrong direction and she would just be happy and tell you, go ahead, you know, to make you happy. No, this is an enemy in the form of a friend, but this is an enemy. The same goes to the husband who corrected his wife. Wallahi, he should be so happy. You know, sometimes some of us will be so sensitive when somebody corrected us, but this is wrong. You should be so happy. You have a husband who will tell you, this is wrong, fix it. This is right. Maintain it. This is wrong. Fix it. You should be happy with that. Because if the husband is going to see you doing something, that's dumbness. Is that such a word like that? You know, so that's a, a dumbness, you know. You Allah, you don't know. You're married to somebody who is uh, not smart enough and who is not supposed to be your brother. He is uh, the real enemy in the form of the friend. The person who will see you going against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just keep quiet and keep silent and tell you go ahead, you know, just because they don't want to make you sad. This is the real enemy, you know, the real enemy in the form of the friends. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. So, uh, Musa alayhi salam was told by Khidr, he said, my knowledge and your knowledge in comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ours is so insignificant. You know, it's like if we reduce the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it just like what was reduced from the sea when that bird picked up something, something from it. SubhanAllah. Allah, any, you know, knowing about this, you know, knowing this about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings comfort, you know, that you are dealing with somebody who doesn't make mistake. And no matter how much you know, that one, his knowledge is beyond your comprehension, actually. Beyond your comprehension. Yani, uh, visit the ayah in Surah Al-An'am that says, Allahu alladhi khalaqa saba samawatin wa min al-ardi uh, I'm sorry, wa indahu mafatihu al-ghaybi la ya'lamu illahu and the ayah that says, Allahu alladhi khalaqa saba samawat in Surah Al-Talaq and the ayah that says, inna allaha indahu ilmu al-sa'a wa inazir al-ghayf and see the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and subhanallah being manifested in this but from what we see, you know, there is nothing which is hidden. Wallahi, no matter how much things are hidden from our eyes, there is nothing that could be hidden uh, from the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he called himself Al-Latif Al-Khabir. You know, or in those simple, simple and tiny things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses all of them. So Khidr told Musa, you have knowledge, I have knowledge. You don't know mine, I don't know yours. And this is who we are. This is how Allah SWT make people. This one knows this, this one knows that. This is how we complete each other. You have takhasusat nowadays, right? This one is specialized in medicine. This one is specialized in engineering. This one is specialized in economics. Uh, this one is uh, specialized in... Uh, uh, what else And the IT, this one is specialized in psychology. You know, so many education. So many things, you know. So this is how we complete each other, you know, complement each other to complete the society. You have this, you have that, we come together, we benefit each other. I respect your tachasus, your specialization, you respect also my specialization, we come and cooperate and then we can produce something which is beneficial to the community. We don't have somebody who knows everything, there is no such thing that this person knows everything, he doesn't exist. There is nobody that you can say this one is the most knowledgeable person on earth. This person doesn't exist. The one who is the most knowledgeable one is only one. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is, uh, who has all the knowledge and nobody knows like him, you know, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The source of knowledge completely is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you be humble. That's why they said the more you study, 
the more you realize your ignorance. The more you study, the more you realize your, your ignorance. So Musa said, uh, uh, Okay, we're done with that. So he broke the, the boat, some part of it, and then, alhamdulillah, the boat, there's not, nothing happened. Musa was amazed that some part of it was broken and nothing happened to it. So, until the time they reached the shore, and then they, they left the sea. They left the boat. فَبَيْنَهُمَا يَمْشِيَانِ عَلَى السَّاحِلِ إِذْ أَبْصَرَ الْخَاذِرُ غُلَامًا يَلْعَبُ مَعَ الْغِلْمَانِ فَأَخَذَ الْخَاذِرُ رَأْسَهُ فَقَلَعَهُ بِيَدِهِ فَقَتَلَهُ They were just moving, uh, walking, and then uh, Khidr saw a boy. He took this, he went quickly to the boy, get the boy, and some, in this narration, قَلَعَ رَأْسَهُ Twist the head and cut it, throw it away. SubhanAllah. Command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of creation. He said, Does do that, and that's the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted. It is not our job to ask what happened and why is that. It's our job to submit. And subhanAllah, things without explanation, you know, uh, you will get lost. So that's why submission is necessary. And also at the same time, if there is explanation, look for it. If there is no explanation, you know, in many cases of the Sharia, there is no explanation given. What does that mean? Submission is necessary. And understanding the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really important. That's why the scholar said the most important knowledge, al-itlaq, is the knowledge about the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every knowledge that exists on earth which Islam praised, it is serving the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is serving the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's really important for a person to study Al-Asma'u wa Sifat. Because if you understand that Allah is Al-Hakim, and you understand that Allah is Al-Adl, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never oppress anyone, and He is Al-Hakim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never did anything without wisdom behind it. And, and evil also cannot be attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, وَالشَّرُّ لَيْسَ إِلَيْكَ The jinns, when they are talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they said, وَأَنَّا لَا نَدْرِي أَشَّرٌ أُرِيدَ بِمُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ أَمْ أَرَادَ بِهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ رَشَدًا They say, we don't know. It's, Allah, it's, 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 it's like somebody there wanting to bring evil to the people on earth, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to bring good to them. SubhanAllah. When they talk about the evil, they don't attribute it to Allah. But when they talk about good, they attributed it to Allah. Asharun urida biman fil ardi am aradabihim rabbuhum rashada. Or their Lord wants good for them. You know, they said, we don't know. Asharun urida biman fil ardi am aradabihim rabbuhum rashada. Is it like evil that somebody wants to bring to the earth? So they don't say Allah wants to bring evil to them. But they, when they talk about khayr, they said, Oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wanting good for the creation on earth. So if you understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly, these things when they happen, wallahi, in most instances, you don't need explanation. You understand that this is the best thing to be done at that, at that moment. So Khidr found the boy in some uh, uh, places, took it down and slaughtered him, or cut the head, or twist the head and threw it away. You know. When you see it, you say, this is so horrific, you know. This is barbaric, you know. This is something cannot be accepted, you know. But if explanation is given to you, you will find it easy to be understood. So as I said, trust is needed. 
understanding the nature of Allah SWT and His Sifat is needed, especially the Sifat that says Allah SWT as Hakim is needed. It's narrated, you know, in the, the, the story of the past, you know. And these stories, the Prophet SAW said, we can take from them, although we don't, we don't say, yes, it happens for sure, and we don't say uh, it not happen, you know, for sure. But these are the matters which you don't find them in the hadith of the Prophet So when it is narrated to us, the Prophet said, you can benefit from it. Although you don't reject it, you don't accept it, you remain neutral, you say, inshallah, it happens. We don't know whether it happens or not, but the Prophet said, we can learn lesson from it. These are one of the, the stories that we really need to learn lesson from it. How to submit to Allah and accept whatever he does with no question, even if explanation is not given to us. They mentioned the story which I quoted so many times whereby a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was just going and traveling to a place and then he found a well he wanted to drink water and he found the water he drank from the water and then he decided to have a seat uh, uh, I mean uh, to, to sit down next to the well and take some rest before he moved forward so while he was waiting a soldier came and drank from the water and then left and unfortunately, he forgot his money in that place. The wallet fell down, so he left. After a few minutes, another person came, he drank the water and he saw the wallet, he took the money and ran away. And then after a few minutes, another person came, an old man came, and he drank the water. Before he left, the soldier who lost his money remembered uh, the money. He checked his pocket, he couldn't find anything. So he remembered that the last place he had transit was where? was the, the well. So he went to the well. He found the old man. You know, this army sometimes, you know, that terbiyah is not given in some places. I witnessed, I study in the middle of the army, <laughs> the, the barrack, the secondary school. I went, although it's government secondary school, it's not military school, but he was located in the middle of the army barrack. So I have, I have seen all of these, these issues with the, with the army and the injustice and all of these things that you might be hearing. But we see some of these things, you know. We are last one to like guide them. Uh, that's why if uh, somebody can have chance to go uh, to the to the barrack and give education and teach, you know, that would be really excellent. That would be really excellent. They need to have these values. They need to know, you know, just like anybody else, you know, they need to have these values from the Sunnah of the Prophet. So he went and he found the man. He asked him, the first question should be, did you see uh, something here uh, he doesn't have time to waste asking this type of questions so he told him where's my wallet the man said which wallet are you talking about he said the wallet I left here he said I did not see anything and he was right he did not see anything he said uh, either you give me my wallet or I will take action against you he said I do not take anything from here I do not see any wallet you know, the man just pulled out his sword and cut off his head SubhanAllah, just lost his life just like that. So that prophet who was watching from distance, he said, Ya Allah, I know that you never did anything without wisdom. But the hikmah contained in this is not really clear to me. He says, Ya Allah, please, I really need to know. Why did this guy lost his life? You know, and he wasn't the one who took. What was the wisdom? Because I know whatever you let it happen, there is a wisdom behind it. Allah let it happen. There has to be a wisdom. SubhanAllah. I really found this to be interesting, you know, lesson and a message to everyone who is having doubt 
and who is questioning Allah because we have people who are questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have people who will say why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing this why Allah subhanahu you have people who think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is disappointing them you know as if they have a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala written agreement that Allah would not do this will not do that and now he's doing he's doing it so Allah told him as for the first person who came and lost his wallet you know and then it was taken by the second person Allah said actually that wallet together with whatsoever is in it belongs to the father of the person who got the wallet the soldier stole it and took it by force from who from the he took it by force from from who from the from the father of the one who got the wallet you know so the soldier took it by took it by force uh, by force and this is not his wallet you know you can see the explanation is it clear now or not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him the wallet actually doesn't belong to the soldier it belongs to the father of the one who got the wallet Allah said we return back the right to the heir subhanallah very beautiful we return back the right to the heir Allah knows nobody knows most likely you know but Allah knows okay the main concern is the person who lost his life losing money is not that much but losing life is very much you know the main concern is about this person who lost his life so Allah told him as for the one who lost his life actually he assassinated and killed the father of the soldier and the government and the authority tried their best to uh, detect the criminal they couldn't Allah said we know the criminal subhanallah very beautiful because you cannot hide you know I can go and do everything, you know, in, in secret, you know. You guys don't know. You can go and do everything. The government don't know. Nobody knows. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. That's why muraqabat nafs and filling the heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi, is really important. It's really important. You need it. You know, because we have time which, where we are isolated from the rest. We don't come to the community. Nobody knows what we're doing in that secret, you know. But Allah SWT knows. If you know that Allah SWT is watching you, you're going to behave well. Even if nobody's watching you, you will behave well. You alone, you will say no. Because you know that, yes, Karim doesn't see you, but she doesn't see you. Fulan Wailan, Muhammad Abdurrahman, Ashraf, and whoever are supposed to be seeing you, they don't see you. But Allah SWT is witnessing. So you're going to stay away from that evil attitude because of who? Allah SWT. Subhanallah. So Allah says we know the criminal and today we give chance to the son to take revenge on behalf of on behalf of the of the father. Subhanallah. So this one, if no explanation is given, tell me, Billahi alaykum, how is it possible for you to understand this? You know? A person will be going and saying that this is unfair, this is injustice, this is wrong, this is this and that. All of these statements that you might be hearing them from, from others, you know. So that's why it is really important to study about Allah's Mata. Studying about Allah's Mata is the most important discipline you will do in this, in this life. So back to the story. Khidr killed the boy. And now the boy died. And the boy died before the, below the age of maturity. Okay. 
I was thinking of making explanation, but since Allah SWT will make the explanation, let me keep the explanation. You know, that introduction that I have just given is more than enough for us to survive now. But let us leave this explanation for this case in particular. Is there any explanation and the reason and the wisdom behind this boy losing his life? And is it even good for him to lose his life? Is it injustice? You know, or it is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has to be executed, which is full of wisdom. Yes, definitely it is. But inshallah, when we reach that place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Aisha, wake up your sister. Wake up your sister. Wa'akraba rahma. Okay. So uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said uh, they left. I'm sorry. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Khidr take the, the son. Faqatalahu. Yani qata'a ra'sahu biyadihi faqatalahu. You know, he cut the head of this person and he killed the boy. فقال له موسى أقتلت نفسا زكية بغير نفس لقد جئت شيئا نكرا. No, that's the second thing. موسى said I will be patient. So when the second thing happened, uh, موسى was not be able to be patient, you know, because this one he sees the consequence, you know, the boy losing his life and this the boy, even even if if he does something, this is the boy below the age of maturity. What did he do? You know, according to our law, that uh, children below the age of maturity, they're not supposed to be responsible. Although we have uh, places which we call ju juvenile, you know, you know, you know, court, uh, a prison that we take the kids. But usually, Islamically, we hold uh, responsible the one, the, the the guardian, you know, the father, the parent, you know. So Musa couldn't be patient, you know, to see that. So he says, "Akatalta nafsan dakiyatan bigari nafsin laqad jeet shayan nukra." So Musa told him that you really did something which is unacceptable, which is supposed to be rejected. So قَالَ لَهُ خِدْرٌ أَلَمْ أَقُلْ لَكَ إِنَّكَ لَنْ تَسْتَطِيعَ مَا يَسْتَوْرَةَ خِدْرٌ told him, "Didn't I tell you you cannot be patient with me?" وَهَذِهِ أَشَدُّ مِنَ الْأُولَى Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this is, this is, uh, uh, this is uh, stronger, worse than the first one. Because as I said, he already saw the result, the boy is being killed, you know. At least that one, if he cuts the low, the, 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 the one of the, one part of the, the, the ship, people can swim and run, try to save themselves. But this one, they just take the boy and kill him just like this. Rasulullah said this is harder than the first one to Musa to expel me from the school. You know, you have or I have already burnt all the excuses. You know, you have already uh, uh, granted me, I mean, uh, uh, forgiveness, you know, and now I will consider doing something uh, of this nature again 
is like burning all the excuses and the chances I have with you. You can just tell me go. That's why the Prophet said, the first one was out of forgetfulness. But the second one, now Musa is tired. He also wants to leave. He doesn't know what will happen. You know? So that's why Rasulullah said, I wish Musa was patient. And I really wish that Musa was patient. I, I really wanted to see. I was interested to see to what extent, where are they going, you know. And what would be the end of their story? But subhanAllah, Musa was not able to be patient. But so the first one, he, he swallowed it. He apologized. And so the second one, he couldn't swallow it. He told him, this is uh, 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 too much, you know. Uh, this is too much. I don't think I can take it. And if I ask you something else, then you just tell me to go. So they get inside the, the city and then uh, they offer them to support them, you know. They were looking for food. The people in the city said, we will not feed you. They asked them for accommodation. The people of the city said, we will not give you accommodation. Al-Diyafa means to give them accommodation, to give them food. They refused to give them anything, you know. But at the same time, Khidr and Musa found a wall in the city which is about to fall down. Khidr told Musa, come, let's help. You know, the people did not give them support, no accommodation, no food, no anything. But then when there is something wrong in the city, Musa and Khidr are supposed to treat them with the same. But then Khidr said, no, let us go and fix their things. They are not the one who destroyed, but Khidr told him, come and fix it. So Musa was annoyed. These guys, they refused to give us food. They refused to give us house. They refused to give us any support. And now we are helping them. What is this? We should ask them to pay for this, you know. They do have a right to do that. But then the condition said, he shouldn't ask. He shouldn't talk. He should wait first until Khidr told him, you know. And he agreed with that. So, so, uh, so they, 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 you have to be separated from me right from here. Uh, you have to leave. Because you already said, if you ask again, then I, I can uh, release you. And you have, to, you have to go. So he says, this is the, the end of our, our journey. SubhanAllah. So, the Prophet sallallahu said, Khidr told him, He said, but before you go, I'm going to tell you, about the interpretation of what happened. SubhanAllah. You can see how patience, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you just need a bit, you know, to exercise patience a bit. But you are impatient and then you suffer a lot. You know, and I guess we, we, we pass through this moment a lot. You know, just a patient for a while, you know. But then because of that, 
in patience you you lost so many so many things as the arabs used to say law sabar al qatil lamat al maktul law sabar al qatil lamat al maktul you know uh, the the murderer was supposed to be patient because if he is to be patient the the murdered person will die at that moment you know let's say what they meant is let's say if a person killed another person and that person died exactly at 7 p.m. What does that mean? It is written by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that person is going to die at what time? 7 p.m. If he just stay and watch him, don't kill him. Is he going to die? He's going to die at 7 p.m. But unfortunately, he was impatient. He took his sword and smacked him. So he died because of him. And as a result, the government also is going to kill the one who killed. So he was impatient, now he's going to follow him and lose his life also. So that's a very good example. And I'm telling you, this is really applicable. You know, in the house, yeah, children, you know, I don't know whether any one of them is, 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 uh, is here, but we need to teach them about this concept of patience. Sometimes they might push the mother. The mother said, tell them, wait. The father tell them, wait. They will keep on pushing you. And then they will be deprived from, uh, from the uh, uh, from, from the thing they are looking for for ages, you know. So patience is needed. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, all of these harams, earnings that we are going, these are all based on lack of patience. You know, patience is really important in our life. Because if you're patient, you will go and look for it through the haram, uh, I'm sorry, through the halal way. They mentioned that Ali bin Abi Talib, I found this very interesting story, if it, if it is true. You know. They mentioned that Ali bin Abi Talib was uh, going to enter a masjid, and then he found uh, a person next to the masjid. So he told him, brother, please, I want to get something from the masjid. Please keep my camel with you. Uh, so, so he gave the person the camel to keep it, because camel, when the camel feels that it is released, it runs away. So the camel was having the lijam, lijam, you know, the, the thing, the rope they put on the neck to control the camel with when you ride it. Okay. So, so this man was not patient you know, to look for the halal earning. So he took, he, he, he untied the lijam and ran away. Ali bin Abi Talib came out with two dinar or two dirham, dirhamain. He wanted to pay the man dirhamain. You know, there was no any business agreement between them, but Ali wanted to, Ibn Abi Talib wanted to do good thing for him, wanted to do ma'roof for him. So he came with two dirham up to give him. Unfortunately, he couldn't find him. So he took the two dirham, he said, SubhanAllah, no problem. So he took the two dirham, he gave it to a boy. He said, boy, go to the market and please get me another lijam, because I need another one to, for me to ride the camel. He said, go to the, the market and get me another one. He went to the market and he bought another one. When he came back to Ali bin Abi Talib, Ali bin Abi Talib found that this was his, his lijam that was sold by that, the thief. So the boy got it back with two dirham. SubhanAllah, look at the deduction. Ali bin Abi Talib said, this man was not patient. I came with the dirhamain to give him halal, you know. He was not patient, he went and got the dirham, and, and Ali asked the man, how much did he sell you? He said dirhamain, you know. So he got the dirhamain through the haram way, whereas if he was patient, he's going to get it through the halal way. And that was a hadith, that is a hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu to support this. Rizq is already determined and decreed by Allah and fixed.
if you are patient that which is prescribed for you is going to is going to come so dear brothers and sisters i really urge us to maximize our patience patience is really one of the biggest keys to success in this in this life without patience you will never succeed in this life if a last one takes to advise the best ones the best entities the prophets and the messengers and tell them to be patient if they want to succeed in the way the previous nation succeeded we are supposed to uh, take this advice seriously much more than them so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said what did to anna musa kana sabiran he said, I wish that Musa was patient so that Allah SWT can tell us what was the end of the of that story. So that's all for today. Inshallah, in the next class tomorrow, we are going to be uh, talking about the justifications. Why those things happened? And what was the justification? And you see excellent justifications mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which he doesn't need to do that, but it's good for us to know so that we will increase our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is, out, is, is based on wisdom. That is nothing coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without wisdom in it. So when you're sick, when you're tested, when you are suffering from a calamity, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly what he does and he knows exactly what is going on and uh, everything that is happening is for your own benefit. All that you have to do is to maximize your patience and wait and put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Eden light Allah, you will see nothing from Allah except good. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to the truth. So let's move to question and answers, inshallah, if any, Abdurrahman. Barakallahu fikum. That is a small paper there. Why is it? Okay, so. Now, Rahman. Now, the first question is guys, it's for me. How do we reconcile or find the right balance from today's story pertaining to patients, not to ask them good things? Versus the statement about remarks by Aisha Radhiallahu about sisters in Medina who love to ask questions to the Ah, there is no contradiction at all. There is no contradiction at all. Uh, asking question is always good. You know, asking question is always good for knowledge. Uh, that was different case. You know, uh, he already told him. You just have to stay away from asking questions. And that's why the companions of the Prophet told them not to initiate questions. They don't. They do not. They used to wish somebody is coming from the village and asking, and then they will listen to the answer from the Prophet. Hey, Abraman and Zaina, please don't play with the coins here. Shukran. So there is no contradiction at all. Asking question is praiseworthy. You know, a person should do as a student of knowledge you need to ask the only time where the questions is not supposed to be asked is when a person is just a layman he's not supposed to be asking about things which he doesn't need he's supposed to restrict himself to the things which he needs and the things that are obligatory upon him to know about them but as a student of knowledge a person is supposed to ask the Prophet ﷺ recommend them to do ask about what they want that's why whenever the need comes when they ask the Prophet ﷺ, he would not say anything but things which Allah did not talk about, He doesn't want them to ask anything about it because they, it might be obligatory upon them. 
But the Prophet ﷺ, he went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so this fear is not there, is not there anymore. You know, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there might be a new prescription, but in our time, there is no way for a new law to come. You get it? And as such, you have to ask whenever you need uh, to ask questions. You know, so that hadith uh, is still applicable. When Aisha says she really praised the sisters of the Ansar, the woman in, uh, in Medina, because uh, shyness never stopped them from asking questions. You know, Allah grant is good. Salaam. Salaam. Uh, may I ask, should women pray differently or more modestly than men, or should they pray exactly the same? Uh, you're talking about the prayer, salah. Yeah. No, there is no difference between male and female when it comes to the salah. Both of them are okay. Anyone who says, although most of the many of the scholars said there is difference, but this difference from the Sunnah of the Prophet Allah does not exist. He taught them prayer in one place, both of them. He, to my knowledge, he never said, except if you're a woman, then you pray like this and that. So that's why in some places they would tell you, woman shouldn't put her hand on the chest. I don't know where did they get that. She should, because this is the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. And uh, women shouldn't, uh, when they pray together, they shouldn't uh, connect their feet to uh, the other ones. No, that's also wrong. You know, they pray exactly like the brothers, because the Prophet ﷺ taught them at the same time, you know, as Ibrahim al he says that it's no difference between the brothers and sisters in terms of the prayer. And Rasulullah said, Innaman nisa rijal. Sisters are the full siblings of the brothers. Full sibling is somebody who shares mother and father with you. That's mean they are equal in terms of the application of the law. You get it? Except when it comes to the sujood, when a sister is praying in the presence of non-mahram. Yes, the opinion of the vast majority of the scholars is to be taken into consideration. When a sister is praying in the presence of non-mahram, she shouldn't make sujood in the way she is making when she is praying alone. Or in a place where nobody sees her except sisters. And where you open so much, you know, uh, that uh, might be uh, very dangerous in the presence of uh, other people who might uh, find that attractive, you know, who might look at her at that moment. So it's good when she prays to uh, be concentrated in one place as much as she, she could. You know, try not to open her hand that much, but put it, not to put it connected to her, to her body, but uh, open a bit. Just like when she prays and next to uh, somebody at her right side and somebody on the left side to get it. So only one in the sujood. Other than that, she should practice the sunnah of the Prophet Allah so the way he prays, wherever she is. Inshallah. May Allah grant us good. What is the rule of investing in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum? <laughs> what is the ruling uh, of using them? Uh, investing in them. Uh, investing in them. Okay. Well, I, I have uh, discussed this many times. You know. You know, uh, life is always going towards rest. People don't want to work at all. So whenever we hear money is being generated, you see everyone is flying. So nowadays, everyone is going, everyone. I don't know how many questions I receive on Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> the questions of the time, you know. 
So my opinion remains the same. That's uh, a volatility that you have in uh, Bitcoin is capable of rejecting it. So that's why you find many, many, many Islamic and Muslim economists rejected it. They don't agree with it. You know, we are still suffering and fighting the case of the fiat currency. Some people are still having doubt in the in the permissibility. And now we bring another thing. And also, many things have been said. And if you look at the recent also debate on the Bitcoin going up and down, go to the lowest level, you know, from huge amount of price and it goes to the lowest amount of price and then come back again and then go. That's the norm, you know. So this type of horror and uncertainty is more than enough uh, to make those scholars rejecting it. So to cut the story short, the least I can say about the Bitcoin and uh, other currencies, you know, those uh, current cryptocurrencies, the, mean, the least I can say about them is that these are the doubtful matters. And Rasulullah asks you to stay away from doubtful matters. He says, If you stay away from shubha, you will protect your religion and your honor and dignity. So my advice is look for uh, investment which is clear, you know, and invest your money in that place. Look for any investment that is clear and invest your money in that, in that place. Inshallah, stay away from the Bitcoin. Inshallah, in the near future, when uh, things become stable, and uh, you see uh, the real picture and the true picture of the Bitcoin, you know, already arrived. You know, I have so many questions, you know, on this uh, Bitcoin, but this is not the time to explain. But I have so many questions and I ask people who are concerned also, you know, I get the same answer of confusion, you know, when you guys are saying this, but what happened to this? You know, and what happened to this? You know, if you are saying that everyone has to be transferred to this, you know, there are many, many questions, you know. And now in the way it is going, you know, uh, only the rich people can get it. Somebody told me, but this gold also is like that. But, but this is wrong. Gold is not like this. Uh, gold is not like this. Naturally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attached gold to the heart of the people, you know. Naturally, as Ibn Khaldun was mentioning that, by nature, you know, people appreciate using gold and silver, you know. So it is increasing and it is always at the capacity of uh, the, uh, I mean, of the affordability of the people. You know, gold and silver, I'm not talking about the Bitcoin, I'm talking about the gold and silver. And even the gold and the silver, not everyone can have them, you know. You know, because we don't use them that much, you know, as a medium of exchange. So that's why people did not diverse, uh, devise uh, means, you know, of uh, what do you call uh, exchange concerning the way to use them? Although there are a lot of attempts by some of the Muslim uh, economists, I know some of them personally have been trying and attempting to see how uh, they can restore the use of the gold and the silver, the dinar and the dirham, you know, which is very beautiful. You know, if that can can happen, is very beautiful. So to come back to the, the Bitcoin, my advice is that a Muslim should look for a clear halal investment and invest his money in it don't go to something that is doubtful you would not enjoy it and you know people you will not never be satisfied and you will never be in a state of tranquility and this is not going to be good for you what is the point of getting huge amount of money but your heart is always you know fighting you you know you know this haram and doubtful matters they keep on uh, uh, i mean 
itching in your, 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 your heart, you know, you will never relax, you know, you find it so itchy in your heart, you know, you will never relax. That's why you see people, they still have good in them. They keep asking. Everyone is asking. And most likely before they come to me, they have asked so many other people also, you know. So stay away from that for matters. We have a lot of halal businesses. Go and get involved in them. Then just follow whatever people are following. The Prophet said, لا يكون أحدكم إما يقول إن أحسن الناس أحسن تو إن أساء وأسات إما is the person who just follow the crowd. They're right, they're wrong. As long as it is very profitable, we just go with it, you know. Your eyes shouldn't be, as a Muslim, your eyes shouldn't be like this. You should open your eyes looking for the halal things. The halal thing, uh, halal principles should come first. Before what? Before the investment and the profit. You should see whether it is halal first or haram before you think about how much you get out of it. Unfortunately, Muslims are not like that. We think about the profit first and sometimes we try first. And we see how, how much profit we can gain. And we start attaining the profit, but as I said, you know, sins, yeah, when a person is committing them or doubtful matters, he will never relax. That's why you will see them asking, although they are making profit, but still, whenever they have chance, they will ask about it. So as somebody who advise you, you know, I will tell you that my personal advice to you is to wait. Don't rush. You know, invest your money in something that is clearly halal and stay away from Bitcoin until the time the affair and the issue of the Bitcoin is very clear, then uh, go with it, inshallah. May Allah grant us good. Assalamu <laughs> 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 The hadith which mentions the quoted Prophet <laughs> So here is it a dua or is it a form of hilf, uh, which is Allah uh, in his speech? What is it, and does it entail kafarat limit if it's not fulfilled? Yeah, this is qasam that come from him. He said, La wallah. And these are special type of people, you know. When he, he comes, this is Qasab. But you can call it Lagul Yameen, that he did not intend it. But his statement afterwards knows that yes, he intended his statement because he said, Ya Rasulullah, I am not rejecting the statement of Allah SWT and the law of Allah. I fully accepted the law of Allah, but Ya Rasulullah, we will not. So these are the type of people, as the Prophet said, they're guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make a speech and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not let, let them go against their, their speech. You know, they swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that something will happen and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never embarrass them or let them make kafara for that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them that which they're talking about. Because Anas ibn Nadar says, La wallahi la tuksaru sinnuha. Say, Ya Allah, Allah, Ya Rasulullah, the, 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 the tooth of this uh, sister will never be broken. And uh, Rasulullah said, Kitabullah al Qisas, a sin to be sin. You know, she broke the tooth of somebody, she has to lose hers. So Anna said, No, Ya Rasulullah, her tooth would not, would not be broken. But then immediately, the family of that sister who lost her teeth, they came and they said, We forgive. We heard about what happened and we forgive. Ya Rasulullah, there is no need. 
And then the Prophet made that statement. He says, among the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are uh, a people, law aqsama ala Allah, there are some people, law aqsamu ala Allah, la barra. If they are to swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that something will happen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them what they say. You know, if they, if they, if they say, wallahi, it will rain tomorrow. Tomorrow you will see it raining. Not because they control the system. No, they have no control. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them so much and they're so pious and they're so righteous in a way when they say something or they ask for something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant them that. That's why you can see the impact of this Anas ibn Nadr during the battle of Uhud. He said when his friend, you know, they were sitting together, everyone was, uh, was sitting and then uh, they, they told themselves, let us wish something. This one said, I want to get an, an enemy. I defeat them. I teach them lessons and I take whatever they brought to that place, you know. And as another said, no, I don't want that. I want the enemy that I will fight, defending the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will, uh, they will uh, manage to take me down, you know, and they cut my ears and they cut my, my nose and they, they, they hang them on the tree. You know. Subhanallah, exactly what he said, they did. They mutilated him in the way, uh, in the way nobody was able to recognize him except his his sister. She was able to recognize him by his foot when she saw the foot. You know, can see how much this enemy and these are the enemies of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, Wallahi, the only one who is merciful. You know, merciful, merciful. They are the Muslims. Only Islam bring mercy to this life. You know, they might have some who are also trying to imitate Islam in this among the non-Muslims. But if you want to see mercy, which principles of mercy even exist during the wars against the enemies? Mutilation is wrong Islamically, you know, we didn't do that. And look at them, look at the history. When they get a Muslim, how much he suffers from them, you know, how much. And uh, nowadays you can see that, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, nobody's fighting them, but they don't let us relax, you know. Allah, they don't let us relax. Look at these Palestinians. For how long? 60 years. These people are suffering. You know, and you came to their own territory and fight them and take their land and somebody hypocritely backing you up, you know? That's kufur. And we heard, we have heard their statement, you know. The point is to erase any Muslim that is living in that place to establish their own permanent, you know, uh, uh, country, which inshallah. Allah SWT will never let them to soul. And look at the history, across the, the history, who is suffering? Their media said, you know, if you want to, to see the, 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 the person who is murdering the other one, before you see a crime from a Muslim, you see 10 from the non-Muslims. But they don't cover that one. The coverage is not on that one. It's always on Muslim, you know. They have no excuse. And some Muslims also, they're the one who will push them so that they can criticize Islam. And in some places, in the crimes that are committed, the non-Muslims are discovered, you know. We have seen that in the images which are given to us, you know. But nobody is talking about this. So, Muslims should understand their stance, you know. We don't harm anyone and our target is to bring peace to humankind. But don't compromise any part of the religion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The Christian and the Jew, they will never agree with you unless if you accept their religion. So all of these things that you have heard from others, you know, 
sympathy and all of these things a person will commit crime and kill so many people on earth which even the UN you know the international community will say this is a crime but then you might see some of the losers among the Muslims will say that yeah though people they have they have right you know anyway last yeah, Allah grant is good and help the Muslims wherever they are to liberate themselves and those people in Palestine may Allah show us the time that Allah will liberate them from that enemy who visited them for no reason and take their land. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us see the time they will be packing their things and uh, get out of the place in the state of humiliation and protect our Muslims, brothers and sisters, wherever wherever they are. So Anas ibn another, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that which he asked for it. SubhanAllah. So these are some of the people Uzair and everyone. They are so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah really and give them what they are looking for. They might be in existence up to date, you know. You know, long ago, some people told me I never met that uh, person, but he was studying in the university. They said that the colleagues, the, the, the classmates, whenever they need something, they go to him. They realize that whenever this person asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the support is coming immediately. So, whenever they need something, they got broke, they go to him, please do something, you know. And he will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they said always they never get disappointed, you know. When he asks, the faraj is going to come. So we still have the uh, Ibadullah uh, Azza wa Jal, you know, among us who are living in this in this way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good and love us, you know, so much. Barakallah fiqh. Um, uh, with the continuous and recent escalation of the issue of oppression in Palestine, apart from channeling sadaqah and dua for the brothers and sisters, is it permissible to share videos and info as awareness with the objective to educate others? Because we cannot be sure of the sources of the infos and the videos we keep up. So should, would we be sinful if we share something that is not true, but we have a good intention to do that? Yes, if you share something which is not correct, that sinful act, you get sin. That's why verification is really necessary. This attitude of sharing videos without verification is really wrong. It's really wrong. You have to verify first to make sure that what you are sharing is correct. Because we Muslims, we are supposed to be just even with the enemies. We're supposed to be just. When it comes to justice, we apply justice on anyone. We don't lie against them. If they do not do, we do not say they did. You know, we don't do that. You know, when we are in the battlefield with them, yes, we can, uh, we can, uh, what do you call, uh, deceive. You know, the Prophet said, al-harb khuda, fighting is based on deception. You know, uh, you can tell them something which is not true to to track, to trick them. You know, to trap them. This one is okay, but in normal circumstances, you don't say your enemy said something which he did not say. We the Muslim, we don't lie. So when there is a video that is fabricated, which they do not do, is a lie. We don't do that. If they are doing, we shouldn't do. You know? If they do that, we don't do that. You 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 forward that which is correct, and when you forward, you check first and verify. And there are a lot which, inshallah, could be confirmed, could be verified. Forward those ones. You know? Forward uh, those ones. You know, uh, and then share with the people. But don't share something, anything, uh, which you're not sure about it. But if you're sure and you believe it is going to benefit, 
and then you do that then be the light benefit and you will get the reward for that be the light inshallah Assalamu alaikum. Uh, I understand that the frustrations and going against authority isn't allowed in Islam. But for the first nations that Palestine, is it allowed for them to fight back? Like what we see with Muslims who demonstrating in Who is doing what? Can the people who are being oppressed can they fight back like Hamas is doing? They're fighting the Israel. They're fighting the Israel. Now they're fighting back or fighting in self-defense. Yeah, they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. Yes, Abdurrahman fighting. They're fighting with the Israel. Yeah, even in, uh, we, apart from Islamic view, you know, in Islam, one of the situations whereby you have a right to defend yourself and to fight is when an enemy attacks you. Nowhere Islam says when an enemy attacks you, you just fold your arms and witness and watch, you know. And those people, they're enemies. Enemies of not the Palestinian, but the humankind. I think this is the statement of the non-Muslims themselves also. They know that these people, wherever they exist, shadow is going to happen, you know. Evil is going to take place. This is what we see, this is what we witness, you know. Wherever they exist, something bad is going to happen, you know. So there is no way this to be tolerated. I don't think there is a government, that is a law which tolerates this. You have an enemy, you know, different religion just come to your territory and fight and bomb your place and kill your children, kill your wife, kill everyone. And then people will tell you, just watch. And self-defense in this regard, it's legal, you know, I, I mean the, the, the direction of the, the world nowadays, everyone is sending blame to the one who, who started, Al-Badi Adlam. This hadith is not applicable here at all. When the Prophet said, do not go against the leaders, do not demonstrate and protest against the leaders, he's talking about the Muslim territories. You know, when you have a leader, even if this leader is oppressor, the Prophet said, don't fight him. In Palestine, there is no leadership in this regard. Yehuda are not leader of the Palestine. They are just not non-Muslim, but they are the enemies of the Palestinians and the enemies of the Muslims wherever they are. They have shown this, you know, they have shown this, you know. So what they are doing is, is legal. It's not related to this, you know, uh, uh, hadith of the Prophet wasallam going against the leaders. Going against the leaders mean going against the leaders in the Muslim countries. You're not supposed to go against the leader. You should be patient. You should go and advise him. If he is oppressing you and others, go and tell him or tell somebody who can talk to him. But you don't demonstrate against him and rebel against him. This is wrong. But you are sitting down in a place and a non-Muslim came, you know, a kafir came and attacked you just like that. And somebody, even a Muslim, when a Muslim come to your place and attack your house, you know, just a stranger come and attack your house, you do have a right to defend. And I think in every law in every country. If somebody comes to your house and attack you, you do have a right to defend yourself and to fight him back. You know, that's what exactly the Palestinians are doing because everyone knows, no matter how much you know, uh, simple aql somebody has, he knows that that territory belongs to the Palestinians. You know, the Jews, the Jews, the rabbis from the Jews, they say Jews have no land. We have read the history, you know. We have read the history, but uh, everyone who knows who are fighting the Palestinians, he knows that he said, 
uh, ignorant, you know. They don't know. They have their own hidden agenda, which is to eliminate Islam and the Muslims, which will never happen. Never happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them and uh, protect us, you know, from the evil. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liberate uh, Palestine from them and show us the time they will pack their, their things and leave the place in a state of humiliation to wherever they came from. Inshallah. Yeah, if it happens, because this one, if it really happens, yes, it's good to share with people to see that, yes, this is rejected even in the Israel itself. People don't accept. There are some people who still have some aql, you know. They reject crime, and they reject what their government is doing of crime. You know? Yeah, I've heard in the news, in the news, which is, I guess, everyone, you know, Arabic news, you know, one of the, the former soldiers was saying that they are just bombing Palestinians because they couldn't get the Hamas, so now they are just bombing everyone to relieve themselves, you know. A'udhu Billah, A'udhu Billah, which aql is this, you know. There's an interview, somebody who... Uh, mentioned that he was a pilot in them, you know. And you see all of these confessions from those people who used to be with them and now they, they make tawbah, you know. Tawbah Yahud, you know, they don't accept Islam but they, they, they don't go with the, the government and whatever they're doing against the Palestinians. SubhanAllah, but like what one of them said, you know, you know, we worry so much because we don't know who they are. You know, it is mentioned that one of them said, Nahnu ummatun. They say, we are a nation, you know, these are the Jew. They say, we are a nation that cannot live without an enemy. If an enemy is gone, we create another enemy, you know. Look at their life with their prophets, you know. You understand who they are? Look at their life with their prophets. Look at how much they harmed Musa, salam. They killed some of the prophets of Allah. How much they attribute evil to their own prophets, you know. Nobody was relaxing with them, you know. So that you will understand what is going on exactly nowadays, you know. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, help uh, the Muslims, you know, and uh, to get united for us, you know. We are totally, uh, I mean, separated, you know. May Allah help us to get united because this is the key to success in whatever we do in this life. You know? Assalamu alaikum. I mean, of us. And is it permissible for us to support Hamas as we support Palestine? Wallahi, I don't, I don't know them. I read about them. I see them in the news, but I don't know them. What is their manhaj? And but we see that they are defending the place. And they are fighting somebody who is committing injustice against them. So whether you agree with that methodology, you don't agree with that methodology, but this act of replying against the, somebody who has no respect to the dignity and honor of others, I, I think even the kuffar themselves justify this. That this is a retaliation and a reply. But as far as the, the organization is concerned, I don't know who they are. I never actually sit down and study who they are, their strategy and this and that. But we're talking about this 
uh, fighting against somebody who occupied their own territory and come and fight them because if they do not bring the Israel and put them in that place you will never know about anything called Hamas you never know anything about Quds or Jihad Islami all of these existed because they created I mean they opened the door for them to exist you know put somebody who is a real criminal to come and commit crime against them and then they categorize them in the way they want they categorize them in the way they want I never heard, you know, maybe it happened, but I never heard of these people going and bumping innocent people just like that for no reason. They always send a reply to somebody who is sending, uh, who is destroying their own territory, killing their sisters and their brothers and their children. That's what I, I know, that which I see in the, in the news. But beyond that, I don't know who they are. Allah Alam. Mm. Okay, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. And as I said, these people, they just need from us dua. This is what we can do. Apart from the support, the financial support you can give uh, these people, mental support you can give them if you have access to that. You know, they really need the biggest support, which is the dua. To ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect them because he can do this within the blink of an eye. Wallahi, in less than the blink of an eye, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can get rid of all of those criminals. But unfortunately, in most instances, we don't qualify this. But we have to keep trying, you know, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to keep asking and assisting and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us against our enemy and to guide him if he is to be guided. If not, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chase them away from our territories, whoever they are. You know, they're living everywhere like ants, you know, like matar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get rid of them. You know, he knows them. We don't know them, but he knows them, you know. Allah says, وَمَكَرُوا مَكَرًا وَمَكَرْنَا مَكَرًا وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ You know, فَانْظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ مَكْرِهِمْ أَنَّا دَمَّنَّهُمْ مَقَوْمَهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ So, let us, uh, I mean, uh, invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take care of uh, those people who are uh, 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 in that place because if Allah take care of the Palestinians, Wallahi, you will see what will happen, you know. So, let us uh, raise up our hands, you know, Apart from every other support we give them, we really have to insist on this because this one, everyone can do it. You know, financial support, some of us might not be able to do it. Many of us, you know, might not be able to do it. But dua, everyone has uh, the right and has the capability to raise up hand and ask Allah subhanahu wa for this. May Allah subhanahu wa grant us good and protect our brothers and sisters wherever they are. Innahu bi kulli jameelin kafeel. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu illa ilaha illa ant astaghfirka wa atubu ilayk. And uh, also before I finish, please do intensify your dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this pandemic that we are suffering from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show us the time, you know, life will come back to it, normality in uh, Malaysia and also wherever Muslim exists. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let the life come back to its normality. Innahu bi kulli jameelin kafeel. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.